Are you lost in the chaotic whirlwind of day-to-day busyness? Do you yearn for a deeper sense of meaning and purpose in your life? Welcome to Be You, Your Story, Your Purpose, the podcast dedicated to empowering women on their journey of self-discovery and finding their true purpose through their own story. I'm your host, Brenda Simmons. Welcome to the Be You, Your Story, Your Purpose podcast. I was listening to another podcast uh, just a few days ago, and the question was posed, how many people do you personally know whom you trust 100%? And the guy who was answering took a minute to think about this question, and his answer was four. And my reaction to that was, wow, that's a lot of people. (laughs) But it's my reaction in, in this response gave me some pause because I, I really had to sit there and think, okay, well, well, how many people do I 100% trust? There are, you know, usually I, I'll trust one person in one area of my life and I'll share things in that area or I'll trust another person 100% in another area of my life. But very, very, very few are across the board 100% that I would trust anything with them. And this made me think about the power of true connection and how important it is to really be able to connect with somebody because that true connection comes from trust. And so that's what I want to talk to you about today. How how we can actually connect with people and why that's so important. Now, there are different types of connection, right? So there's the superficial kind, the kind where you are maybe chatting with a stranger in the grocery store line, or maybe it's just totally nonverbal communication with a stranger when you and somebody else see something funny as you're walking down the sidewalk, right? We've we've all had those those types of communication. There's acquaintances who, you know, maybe we know a little bit about them. We see them occasionally, but we haven't really um, gone deeper with a relationship or maybe don't even feel a need to. Then you've got your friend connections, then familiar connections, which can be similar to friend. Um, familiar connection Familial connections, typically, family just knows more about you, typically. And so there's a little bit different dynamic because of that. Then you get to the connections that are just the deep soul connections. Um, I am always reminded of Anne of Green Gables, and she calls these connections her bosom friends. And I just think that's such a, a beautiful way to describe that, you know, somebody who just is on a soul to soul connection with you. So lots of different types of of connections. Every single one of these connections has its value and they're important in different ways. So how do we then foster these good connections? What what are the things that we can do to build relationships? Because that's really what we're talking about. Well, I think the first one we need to consider is just being open to it. This can be done with a lot of body language. You know, how many times do we, are we at the doctors or somewhere and our, our face is down in our, our phones. And I mean, I'm guilty of this. Sometimes I don't want to talk to anybody. And so I will use my phone as a way of saying I'm not available right? But when we put that phone down and we look up and we look at people in the eye 
and we observe what's going on around us, what you're saying is, hey, I'm available to talking. I'm available to connecting with the people around me in some form or other. This could be as easy as a smile. And I mean, that could be the, the extent of your communication. It could be a wave, some simple hand gestures. It It's just so important that the first step be, um, be just a, a willingness to be able to connect with somebody else. So I recently was in Italy and one night I was in Vernazza and I decided that I wanted to watch the sun go down on the Mediterranean. And so I certainly was not the only person there. There were lots of people who were doing that. And I sat down and made some room so that um, I wasn't the only one sitting because since there were a lot of people, I wanted to make sure that other people had a spot. And sure enough, this couple came up and said, asked if they could sit next to me. And so I said, of course. And we had just the most lovely conversation. They were from London and she had an opportunity to do an Airbnb at, at a, um, this huge house in, in, it's, I guess you'd call it an estate. I don't know that it was quite like a castle, but um, a large estate in France. And they were there for a wedding. And it was just so fun to chat and to see, share each other's experiences, knowing that we were both from different countries. And it was just really fun. I will never see these people again. And yet we shared a connection watching the sunset on the beach in Vernazza. And it was, I will never forget that. It was just absolutely beautiful. So the first thing is to just be open to connecting with other people. The second is to be proactive. How many times do we just wait for somebody else to break the ice? And I know it can be really scary to be that first one to do it. But if you really desire that connection with other people, don't wait. You take it on. And and I know sometimes I've, I've talked with people and they say, and I've felt this too, I'm so tired of always being the one to do it. Well, at some point you just got to say, okay, but if if you want something, aren't you the best person to go after it rather than waiting for it to happen to you? So be the starter, break that ice and be the one to, to really know what to say in a, a a situation where you're trying to start a conversation or so one of the things that you can do is as you break that ice you just listen to what people say listen to how they are communicating you know are they sad are they happy are they, is, are you sharing something and the really the real reason or the sorry the the main point of listening is not so that you know what to say yourself, but it's so that you can be engaged in what the other person is saying, because that takes our whole focus. If we're thinking about what we want to say, then we're not really paying attention to what that person is really saying. So I went to this class this last week about... It was it was an improv class. So the teacher was was sharing us different ideas of how improv can benefit us in the way in which we communicate. And so we did this exercise where we were standing around in a circle and everybody had to say one word 
and we were supposed to tell a story, right? And so as as you're going around the circle, you start thinking, oh, I can see where this story will go and and I'll plan on saying something like this. But then you get to the person right before you and it they say something that totally blows <laughs> out all of your thought processes. And so I learned in that moment, even more poignantly, how you're really, what you're going to say doesn't matter until that person has finished talking. And it's totally okay to say, I'm processing what you're saying. I think it's really important and I want to make sure I'm saying the right thing, right? It's okay to take that moment because that other person is going to really value what you say next. So here's the other thing about being proactive. Sometimes the best way to be heard yourself is to hear others first, to be that trustworthy and that safe person so that people know that no matter what they say to you, they're not going to be judged. It's not going to be shared. And and if you come across as that trustworthy person, then you will find those people who you can trust as well. So be proactive. All right, number three is to connect physically. Now, I don't want this to sound creepy or or inappropriate or anything. You have to find, I mean, there are ways to physically be in the presence of somebody else without it being weird, right? And so this is what I mean by that. We do so much connecting online through social media, through DMs, instant messenger, texting, even phone calls, right? But there's so much of communication that gets lost when you're not there in person. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my Zoom calls and I think they're so efficient. I love that I don't have to travel. I love that I can talk to people all over the world. It's phenomenal. But there just is something super special about meeting with somebody in person where you can make space for them in your space. And uh, that's what I mean by connecting physically, be there in person. Now, sometimes that physical connection is actually physical. You are actually touching each other, right? So I love this when my kids were in elementary school, a lot of the teachers had this sign on their doors or next to their doors that said, high five, handshake, or hug, like, which one do you want? And so the kids got to choose, you know, I want a high five, or I want a hug, or just the handshake is fine, you know, depending on what their, their level of comfort was. And so I think this is so phenomenal. And you just don't know the power of appropriate physical touch. So I was reading this study recently, that said that gestural praise like a high five um, was actually more motivating to children than verbal praise. And they did all of these studies and and they showed that they were actually did better when there was even just a simple high five. Right. And, and because it meant somebody was there physically for them. It wasn't sometimes words don't get internalized. But that physical touch, of course, that's appropriate, really goes a a far way. I mean, think about, I mean, how many times in my life that I've, all I needed was a hug and I got that hug and it just, I was better, right? So it's, it's just making that space in your physical um, nearness that just, it's powerful, super powerful. So connect physically. The next one is to 
be patient and to realize that true connections can take time, especially if you're looking for that deep soul connections. It is an investment. You've got to you've got to make deposits in that all the time. And so we have to be intentional about how we spend time with other people. And really, if you think about it, the small daily deposits go a lot, lot further than big things all at once. So my son is super introverted and which there's nothing wrong with that, but he, sometimes it's hard for me to connect with him. And so he will often say, Hey, does anybody want to go out to eat with me? Or I'm just going to go run an errand. Do you want to come with me? And so I've really tried to make a point of showing up and going with him when he's offering to spend that time with him. And sometimes I tell you what, it's hard. <laughs> it's really hard because his time frame is like usually nine or 10 o'clock at night when I'm just dead to the world. And so it takes some effort on my, my part is what I'm saying. And that is not a bad thing. And I think that that effort goes a long, long way. So take the time, be patient in developing those connections, those relationships. So my last method of developing relationships and connecting at all levels is to share. Now, again, this is if you want to go beyond the superficial. And I think it's really, I just think that sharing is so important and it's, it's undervalued so many times, because if you really want a close connection with somebody, it's all about being vulnerable with each other and being willing to test the water, so to speak, on if that person is trustworthy or not. And you may get burned. You know, I've been burned many times, but again, that it's that trial and error that helps us to know who is trustworthy, who is going to be that true friend and that true connection that we need in our lives at that time. So have experiences together, go out and do things, make memories, be vulnerable, shed tears. Now, and what I mean by this is you can share things that are deep and personal and hurtful, right? That, you know, maybe you are needing some help overcoming some things and that person is the right one to share those with. But I believe equally as important are tears of laughter. I have been in conversations where I have shed so many tears and I look back at those times and I go, I feel a bond with those people that I was sharing those tears of laughter with. Laughter is a powerful, powerful bonding agent. And and I not and I don't mean mocking laughter. That's not the kind. I mean true laughter of joy is is very very bonding so um share those experiences share times of laughter of vulnerability and be there for for each other okay so those are your five ways to foster connections at all levels um and especially taking a deeper dive and but why then is this so important why is connection so important and I truly believe that this, that, I mean, it's well known connection is a basic human need and we can see in our society that so many of us are losing that art of connecting. We're losing the art of being able to communicate 
It is easier to communicate through text. It is easier to make a phone call rather than be in person. It takes effort to to really make those connections. However, when we are in person and when we make the effort to go a little bit deeper than a little bit broader than just a text message or an email or something where we can get the full context of what is being communicated, not only in the words, but in tone and in body language, then it's just a more powerful experience. Now, I think the biggest part of that is there's an energy exchange that happens when true connection happens. And that energy validates the existence of both parties. It says, hey, you are important. You have value. What you say has value. Who you are has value. And what you have to give this world is valuable. And that happens on both sides when you've got that true connection. So I, and when we don't have that connection, that's what we're missing. You know, we're missing that energetic communication, you know, that exchange that happens that is so, so uplifting and validating. I also think that it's just good for our health, obviously mental health, but it's good in physical health as well. So I, in my, my podcast coming up on Monday, you're going to meet a gal who is, who fought alcohol abuse through connecting with others. It's just absolutely beautiful. And in that podcast, she says the opposite of addiction is connection. And I, I, I had her stop and just explain this because I just thought it was so wonderful how she said this, but, and it was so profound. The opposite of addiction is connection. In other words, when we connect with others and we truly share, we get those things that are hidden and the things that grow because they are secrets and they're burdensome to us, then we lift that burden from us. And those things become not so big anymore, you know, and not so troubling. And it's just amazing how when we truly connect with others, the load is lifted because it's shared. All right. Another reason why connection is so important is because it actually raises our resiliency. I can't tell you how many times I've gone through a troubled time. And when I can fall back on other people's belief in me that I, again, that I have value and that, you know, what I'm trying to accomplish has value and, and I'm good and I'm okay, then it just helps me to bounce back a little bit more. You know, it's like, and I'm not saying draw all of your confidence and all of your self-worth in other people, but you know what? It's really nice when you're feeling down and somebody comes and gives you a hug and says, Hey, you're going to be okay. I mean, that just goes a long way. And you can look at that person and go, you know, you're right. I'm going to be okay. You know? And so it, it just being able to connect with other people and rely on those connections helps us to bounce back when we are having difficult times. Now, the last one I think is, it's a little bit, got a little bit different flavor, but I think it's equally important because when you've got connections, it actually opens up doors of opportunities. It's you, as you grow your social capital is what it's called, then when you are able, or when you need something, you've got a broad 
variety of people that you can draw from. Or if somebody else needs something, you might know somebody that can fit that need. And I I love making those connections for people. It just brings me so much joy then, you know, that I can help people meet new people who will help them in some way. And that happens all the time when we make that time and effort to develop these connections, these relationships that they help not only you in your own life, but also in the lives of other people. So ultimately connections comes down to trust, right? Who are we going to trust in whatever situation we are dealing with? And that trust comes from being able to know that you are going to be seen 100% without judgment and that you are willing to do that same service for other people. That doesn't mean that every time you try this, you're going to find success. You're going to make mistakes. I've made so many mistakes and I've walked away feeling foolish many times. However, I have found that if I just keep going, just keep swimming, just keep doing what you're doing, right? Just keep trying, just keep making those connections. Your long-term results far, far, far outweigh your momentary mistakes. And so I leave that with you because I just think connecting is one of the most important things that you can do. We are not here on earth as humans to be alone. And so I challenge you to go out and make a new connection or strengthen a connection because you will benefit and they will benefit. So if you like this, please like, subscribe, share it with others. It means the world to me. And I hope you got some value out of this. And remember that your purpose is in your story. Until next time. Bye-bye. Celebrate your dreams, let them take flight, for you are a star, shining bright in every step you take.